0: for the
1: fans
0: oh i love that <laughs> i love it so much never leave i don't want to go back to ken maca or ron ready i won't
2: this is where wisconsin gathers to talk sports packers brewers badgers bucks the wisco sports show is on the air here's your host grant bills
0: Yesterday, I, I could have done a four-hour show yesterday. I was so amped up to be here. Not just because the Packers won, but Brewers clinched the division for the second time in, what, four years now? Third time in franchise history. We had that to talk about. NBA Media Day, which is just so much fun because it really doesn't mean anything and it's random, but everyone always says stupid things. This week is going to be amazing. A lot of great stories, good games to talk about. The one thing that let us down, last night's game was great. Oh, my God, that was bad. Oh, that was bad. And I, we're a week removed from talking about how great the NFC East is. Was that the Monday night game or the Thursday night game? Thursday night between the Washington football team and the Giants. Oh, it was madness. We're like, oh, NFC East. Wow, great football. That's so much fun. So last night, we get Eagles-Cowboys. Oh, my God. How, how could a game be that bad? It was halftime. I'm like, honestly, I want to go to bed. I I felt that way at the end of the first quarter. I looked up, I thought it was halftime. I was like, wait, we're only a quarter into this thing. The Eagles were so bad. And the Cowboys, like Mike McCarthy is still a bonehead. Still not a good coach. He's bad at making decisions. So, for as amazing as this week is, between the Packers, who are back on track, they got some juice, they got some energy. I have juice, I have energy for the first time this season. Brewers clinched the division. NBA media days, everything's going on for as amazing as this week has been. Last night was a total turd of a Monday night football game. Ezekiel, fantasy owners though, rejoice. They got him rolling last night. Miles Sanders, quite the opposite. I think he had two carries last night, so. <laughs> Get Ben. Hey, how many people went into Monday Night Football last night, by the way, trailing like six points in fantasy? And they're like, Oh, I got Miles Sanders. Even if he, you know, has a terrible night. I'll still win. Uh, that was a cap. He had two carries for less than 30 yards, (laughs) but so many people probably thought they had it on lock, and that's so funny to me. Last night's game sucked, but other than last night's game, this week has been tremendous, and it will continue to be so. Tonight's show is going to be a lot of fun. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Hope you've had an excellent day. Some controversy on our affiliate in Madison this morning. I joined Evo and Rowdy, as I do every Tuesday at 740, and I did not mean to rally the troops and fire everyone up, but I did exactly that with one of my Brewers takes. We're going to get to that in just a few minutes. I want to start with the Packers. Tim Dillard, Valley Sports Wisconsin, will join us at 4.30. I talked to him at about 3, and I recorded the interview. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Halfway through our conversation, I'm sitting there going, oh, I can't wait to play this. This is so cool. Talking about Freddie Peralta and Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. And I, I wanted Tim Dillard's opinion on lots of things, but I was especially excited to ask him a couple of different pitching things. Oh, my God. He just sees it differently. He's a dude who pitched for almost 20 years between the major and the minor leagues. He just sees things differently. He can break things down differently. Some of the things that he told me about Woodruff and Peralta and Burns, pff, awesome. I, I, I just wish he could host the show for a half hour and talk more about some of those things. I wish I could talk to him for an hour. That's how good it is. I'll play you that interview coming up at 4 35. Mike Clements, our Packers insider for the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network, he'll join us at 5 30, 5 35 ish with some highlights and some news and notes from Sunday's win over San Fran and that's actually what I want to start with I want to start with the Packers for a few minutes and then I want to get into the Brewers and a take that I thought was just a, a fun idea to kick around on Ebo's show this morning and then I was beaten down I was insulted I was mocked I was I was laughed at and, but yeah, that's part of the fun of sports radio I thought it was a harmless enough take a harmless enough concept idea to throw out and talk about but I, I guess no one was in the mood so I'll start with the Packers, and then we're going to get into that take, that Brewers take coming up. 608-796-2558. Send me a text. Tweet me. Follow me. At Wisco Grant. Yesterday, we talked about two big things. One with the Packers. One with the NFL. Does anyone remember? Who remembers? What did we ta- What did we discuss yesterday? It's like when you're leaving church, your mom asks you, like, hey, what one thing. One thing the priest said today. Give me one thing. Two things yesterday. Does anyone remember? Number one, talked about the Packers win. Everything that went into that, obviously. Number two, We talked about how a lot of these NFL teams just aren't that good. So the Packers win. Talked about Joe Barry's defense playing great. Talked about Adam Stenovich, the offensive line, really having a great plan and executing that plan when they were outmanned and outgunned on the road as three-point dogs against a team that's been a tough matchup for them. Rodgers was crisp and clean and got the ball out quickly and wasn't always taking shots down the field. And when the ball came out quick and when he was throwing to reasonable downs and distances. He was almost perfect. And he mixed in some of those Rodgers throws that only he can make and some of those routes and combos with Devontae Adams that only the two of them can do. Game plan was great. That was the gist of our Packers conversation yesterday, right? Then we talked for a few minutes about how Seattle, maybe not that good, Kansas City, do they have issues? Baltimore needed an NBA or an NFL record kick to beat the Detroit Lions after just beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead. What does that tell us? Arizona. Almost lost to the Vikings. Then they messed around for a couple of quarters with Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jags. And then Chicago. Oh, Chicago. And by the way, Bears fans, the All-22 film came out today, so now we can actually watch what happened on Sunday. Um, I'm, I'm not saying it was all Justin Fields' fault, but I think a lot of the criticisms of Matt Nagy didn't move the pocket, didn't do this, didn't do that. Um, they tried a lot of different things, and none of them worked, including moving the pocket. The film came out today. It's, it's bad. Is Chicago even good? Arizona, Baltimore, Kansas City, Seattle. Are any of these teams actually any good? We talked about that yesterday. Then last night during Monday Night Football, I go home, I go about my evening, and I'm watching Monday Night Football, and the game sucks. So I'm already thinking about tonight's show. And I came to a tough realization. I kind of dropped the ball yesterday. What if the 49ers are one of those teams that aren't that good? How did we not consider that? Right? We said, oh, Packers beat the 49ers. Amazing win. Also, look at the rest of the NFL. Don't they suck? <laughs> what if the 49ers suck, too? What if they're bad? feel like we didn't consider that. Eh, that's my bad. I dropped the ball. Are we sure the 49ers are all that good? Now, we only have three weeks of evidence, which is not a good amount of evidence to judge Kansas City, who's 1-2, or Seattle, who's now, what, 2-1, and one, but had a horrendous loss to the Vikings. Arizona, Chicago. like Panthers are 3-0. Does anyone love the Panthers? No, but they're 3-0. So the sample size is still small. But let's look at the sample size that we have with the 49ers. The Packers just beat them. Detroit, week one. The Lions scored 23 points in three minutes. And San Fran gifted, was gifted a pick six by Jared Goff. Maybe the ball bounces slightly differently in that game. Uh, maybe. We think a little bit differently about that game. Maybe. Detroit's really bad. So I don't know how much we can take away from that. What about the Philly game? The Niners beat Philly by six. Six. And they were lucky to be up 7-3 at halftime because Philly had a crippling turnover. Philly really should have been up ten to zero at halftime. And did you watch Philly last night? My God. Nick Sirianni. I oh. Nick Sirianni's coaching not a rookie quarterback, but kind of a rookie quarter like Jalen Hurts is a young quarterback, right? He needs help. He needs support. As does the rookies, the actual rookies, right? Mac Jones, Justin Fields. Um, Who am I forgetting? Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, right? You see what happens when they don't have any help. They're all losing. That's right. They look really bad. Jalen Hurts is in that same group. Nick Sirianni and his Eagles coaching staff helped Jalen Hurts last night to the tunes of two carries for Miles Sanders. Two! In fact, team only had three carries that weren't Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts had nine rushes. Three carries. Two for Miles Sanders and one for Kenneth Gainwell. Household name, obviously. I don't know how they forgot to give him the ball. How does that happen? Like it was bad for the Eagles, last night. Eagles are bad and Detroit's bad, and San Fran messed around with both of them. And I'm not saying that San Fran's terrible and that the Packers win doesn't count, but I still need a little bit more evidence about the Packers and how they stack up in the NFC and how good the Niners actually are and how they stack up in the NFC. So we can celebrate. And that was a huge, great win for the Packers, and I think it's going to do a lot of things in the locker room that are really, really good. Talked about that yesterday. I think a win like that is going to help connect quarterback and coach, old players, young players, last dance crowd with just getting started crowd. We talked about this yesterday. But I don't know how good San Fran actually is. They were a bugaboo for the Packers. Playing in Santa Clara has been a bugaboo for the Packers, and that's a bad matchup. Don't get me wrong. So it's a great win, and it was an exciting comeback, and I think it re-energized fans and players and everybody. But we'll see how good San Fran actually is. I'm not convinced that defense is very good. And the offense with Jimmy G is certainly limited because you just factor in ugly turnovers and fumbled balls and interceptions and all that stuff. Need more evidence on the Packers and how they stack up in the NFC. Now, I want to transition to another topic. I want to stay on the Packers, but I want to bring the Brewers into the fold. So our Madison listeners who listen to Ebo, Rowdy in the Morning, might know this. If you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted about this today as well. I joined... Over the line this morning at 740, which I do every Tuesday. We're kicking around, fun conversation. Oh, Craig Council pulled Adrian Hauser last week. That was funny. And Packers, nice win against the Niners. Hey, good, good. But right as I was about to hop off and be done with our conversation, Ebo asked me, so uh, Grant, uh, uh, this season, uh, World Series of Us for the Brewers? Which is kind of a throwaway question. We're just making small talk. Not not anything heavy. That's not a life-altering question world series or bust for the Brewers how do you feel about that Grant this is what I responded to Evo with I think I broke Evo well we've seen them make the NLCS twice in the last decade and I think this team is better than both of those teams I hate to say world series or bust because we're Brewers fans and we don't often get this far so I want to make sure I enjoy it but for me I think if they don't make the world series it'll be a disappointment honestly and I Evo I told a friend the other day get a load of this you talk about where my priorities right now are as a fan I told my friend the other day when we were talking about the Brewers that I would rather the Milwaukee Brewers make the World Series and lose than the Packers get to the Super Bowl and win. What do you, what do you think about that take? What? So, yeah, you, can, I know. That's, that's how bad on, I want them on. to get to the World Series.
2: You would rather have the Brewers get to the World Series and lose than the Packers win a Super Bowl?
0: Is that a really Is that what, is that what you said? That's, that's how I feel. Yeah, I would rather take my chances of the Brewers getting there and maybe even losing then take a guaranteed Packers Super roll. That's how badly I want to see this team make the World Series. What? I've talked to Evo quite a few times. I've, n- I've never got that response from him. He's very quick on his feet. He never is speechless. And he's speechless. Now, first, this is a bad take, okay? I'll, I'll admit that. It's a bad take. You take the championship, okay? If you have a chance with one of your teams to win a title, you take it. That is sacred. That's next-level stuff. We're not talking about a fun overtime win against the Vikings on Thursday night. We're talking about winning an NFL championship, a Lombardi trophy. Okay? Agreed. You have an opportunity to guarantee a Packers Super Bowl, you take it. I, I understand that the first premise was wrong. But this isn't about the first premise. This is about the spirit of the take. Okay? Because as soon as Evo asked me to clarify, what do I do? I immediately say, okay, well, here's what I'm getting at. I'm getting at the idea... That, that's how badly I want the Brewers to make a World Series, which was the original question, World Series or bust. I want them to make the World Series so bad, I'd almost take coin flip. If you tell me, hey, the Brewers will get to the World Series, they might lose, I, I might take my chances with that over the Packers in a guaranteed Super Bowl. Here's my clarification. This is, see, I, this is the course of the conversation with you, but we're boiling it down to the bare bones of this point where I outline here. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, I would rather take my chances with the Brewers getting there and maybe even losing than take a guaranteed Packers Super Bowl. That's how badly I want to see this team make the World Series. See, this is the spirit of the thing. I would rather take my chances. I I want the Brewers to go to the World Series so bad that in this weird hypothetical that I created for myself, I would rather risk a guaranteed Super Bowl and take maybe the unsure thing. I'd rather take behind what's door number two. I, give me behind door number two. Could be a World Series trophy. Could be a World Series loss. I will take that risk. Give me... Door number two, don't give me the washer-dryer set that was behind curtain number one. Like, that's cool. I would love a washer-dryer set. Mine sometimes leaks, and, like, it's not— You could use an upgrade, but, like, I don't go on let's make a deal with Wayne Brady to come home with new laundry equipment. That's lame. I'm going for the car, and the car is the Brewers potentially winning a world championship, a world series. I'm going for something here, okay? I'm trying to start a conversation. And Ebo made this entire thing worse because he blew it out of proportion because Ebo is Ebo. He said— and he heard, oh, Grant would rather lose the World Series than win a Super Bowl. Well, maybe that's how it came across. And you know how Ebo is. Ebo's then going to say, well, I would never do that. I'm a big, hairy, red, white, and blue winning machine. I wake up every day. I piss excellence. And we, we don't, we're not for political correctness on this show. There's a load of crap about losing participation trophies, etc. Right? So you blew this all up out of proportion. See, folks, this is, this is a process with sports. Okay? We're working through our takes. We're working through how we feel about our teams. I think if you... Asked me, hey, Grant, would you rather flip a coin, Brewers win a World Series, or take a guaranteed Packers Super Bowl? I might flip the coin. I'm Yeah. That's how bad I want the Brewers to make the World Series. Now, if you tell me guaranteed Super Bowl or a World Series loss, yeah, that's a bad take. And that's where the conversation started. I'm willing to admit that. I'm not stubborn. Not like Ebo. Ebo would never admit he's wrong. I In my original premise, I was wrong. But we, we got to the point. You hear this right here. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, I would rather take my chances with the Brewers getting there and maybe even losing then take a guaranteed Packers Super Bowl. That's how badly I want to see this team make the World Series. Ebo loves his art analogies. Every time Craig Council pulls a pitcher, Ebo's like, oh, if, if Craig Council would pull the paintbrush out of Leonardo da Vinci's hand, which is stupid because painting and pitching is very different. But Ebo's trying his darndest. I know analogies aren't, it's not his thing, like it's our thing on this show, okay? But he tries. I'll, let him try. Let him have it. But I'll use an art analogy for this, okay? Did anyone come up to Michelangelo halfway through his painting of the Sistine Chapel. Also, did he paint the Sistine Chapel? I did not look this up ahead of time. Uh, Sistine Chapel ceiling painter. Double check here. Michelangelo, yes. Did someone come up to Michelangelo halfway through the Sistine Chapel and be like, oh, that looks terrible. You suck. No, he wasn't done yet. No, this topic is today's Sistine Chapel, right? And as of this morning, I'd only just barely begun to wet my paintbrush, all right? So here's the finished product. Here's the painting. Here's the question. This is the topic for today's show in the poll tweet. I tweeted out this morning at Wisco Grant. You can guarantee one. You can get, you can lock one of these things in. Either Packers win the Super Bowl, lock it in. Or the Brewers make the World Series and maybe win. This is the classic. You can have the washer dryer set. There it is. It's all you have to do is take it. Or you can take behind what's, behind curtain number two go ahead right that that is the question not Packers Super Bowl win or World Series loss I understand that's a dumb take that was just the jumping off point that's where we started this morning Eva blew it out of proportion and then David Minona gets involved and it's a whole it's an ordeal the question and you can vote on the Twitter poll at Wisco Grant you can guarantee one Packers Super Bowl win or Brewers make the World Series and maybe win And you might think, Grant, this is the stupidest thing ever. You take the guarantee. Ah, okay, contraire mon because this poll is a lot closer than you might like to think. 58% say Packers Super Bowl win. Brewers are at 41%. It's not 50-50, but it's not 99-1. And Zach Heilpern even boosted our numbers, because Zach Heilpern, God bless his soul, I think for the first time in history, retweeted one of my tweets. We're We're at 422. We're at 422 votes. And it's it's not evenly split, but it's pretty darn close. So don't tell me it's a stupid question, because it's not a stupid question. Now you might disagree with the premise and you might think it's easy, but not everyone does. That's the question. Guarantee. Packers Super Bowl win or Brewers make the World Series. And maybe. Let's talk more about that coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show.
2: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: My name is Grant Bills. Thanks for hanging out. Twitter at Wisco Grant. The talking text line is 608-796-2558. Tim Dillard, Valley Sports Wisconsin, going to join us in about 15 minutes. I talked with him at about three o'clock and recorded the conversation because, you know, he's got work. He's got TV things to do about this time. It's outstanding. I learned things about Freddie Peralta and Woodruff and the Brewers coaching staff. I It's maybe the most educational 13 minutes the show has ever had. Tim Dillard was awesome. I can't wait to play that for you coming up in a few minutes. Right now, the million-dollar question, and it was a question that began this morning on Over the Line on The Zone in Madison with Ebo. Here's the question. Would you rather guarantee a Packers Super Bowl or guarantee a Brewers World Series appearance? You can't guarantee that they win or lose, but you can guarantee that they get there, and then whatever happens, happens. Now, this morning on Ebo's show, Ebo asked me, if this is World Series or bust for the Brewers. And I said, "Ebo, I think so. They've been to the NLCS twice in the last decade. I think this is the best team of those teams. And I, I want them to go to the World Series so bad, I would almost rather take a Brewers World Series loss than a Packers Super Bowl win. And I understand that's a bad take. It's a dumb take. That's just what came out of my mouth. That's where my mind went. Now we've adjusted a little bit. I think I would rather guarantee a Brewers World Series appearance and leave it up to chance than... Guarantee a Packers Super Bowl win. You don't have to feel the same way. You might think it's stupid that I feel that way. But I tell you what, I tweeted the poll at Wisco Grant, and it's not as slam dunk as you all might think. Some of you are like, oh, it's so stupid. You got to guarantee the Super Bowl. And I, I wouldn't disagree with you if you feel that way. I don't think there's a bad choice. But it's not a slam dunk one way or another. 58% say Packers win Super Bowl. 42% Brewers make World Series, and we'll see. Now, more people are taking the Super Bowl, and I would expect that. But this is not a runaway. Okay. So don't tell me this is a bad question. This is an interesting question. And if it makes you ponder and stare inside your soul and question everything as a fan, and that makes you uncomfortable, well, don't get mad at me. Okay. Work on your own house. All right. Pull the, the log out of your own eye before you pull the splinter out of mine. There, scripture. Bang. You Bible thumpers, too. I think there's a few factors at play here. And I just want to throw them out there and we can kick them around. Because if you think you guarantee the Super Bowl, take the Super Bowl. Okay. That probably says some things about you as a fan. And if you say, Well, I'd rather guarantee the Brewers make the World Series and then leave it up to chance. Okay, well, that probably says something about you as a fan, too. And we all fan differently. We all cheer differently. We all prioritize different things. Here's a factor to think about. We've seen the Packers in a Super Bowl before. We haven't seen the Brewers in a World Series. That might matter to some of you. It might not make a damn bit of difference to others right? If you're trying to experience them all, like before I die, I want to see the Bucks win a title. I've done that. I want to see the Packers win a title. I've done that. At least all of you have once, unless you're like a four-year-old listening to the show, in which case, welcome. Never seen the Brewers win a title though. And maybe that's like the final infinity stone and you're looking to, to experience them all. Cool. Then you probably are really hoping the Brewers make the World Series. But maybe for some of you, a championship is a championship. I would rather see the Packers win five rings, and never see the Brewers or the Bucks win. You just like guarantee all the championships possible. And that's fine, too. I don't think either one is wrong. And some people just prefer one team to another. Like, hey, I like the Packers, but I love the Brewers. This tweet is from... Well, actually, the Twitter handle isn't really a name. It's just M. Jansen. Hey, M. Says, I would be emo- an emotional wreck if Rogers wins another Super Bowl and cements his legacy as the greatest Packer quarterback of all time. It would be neat if the Brewers won the World Series. So this... Tweet right here. This person is obviously a bigger Aaron Rodgers and Packers fan than a Brewer fan. Fan of both, but obviously a bigger fan of the Packers, okay? That's an element to play here. Some of us have varying degrees of fandom for each team, and that's completely fair. Something else to think about. Do championship appearances mean anything to you? And I know this is a touchy question because I hinted at this this morning on Ebo's show. It's like, hey, if you're not first, you're last, all right? Like, that's what that was met with, which, okay, you might feel that way. But then there's other people who always crit- criticize Aaron Rodgers. He's like, well, he's never even been to a second Super Bowl. And the existence of that criticism implies that just making a Super Bowl is worth something, at least to some people, not to everybody, but to some. Right in this morning, Ebo asked me, do you think Bill's fans enjoyed losing in four straight Super Bowls? Do you think it was fun for them? Hey, do you think it was fun that watching my team lose in four NFC championship games in seven years? It's not that different. Right, But I do think if you kick through and you make the Super Bowl, you get credit for that. Now, obviously, it's not as good as winning, and I would never be satisfied with the loss. But I do think, hey, Aaron Rodgers won one Super Bowl. He went to another. I think we give Favre points for that, don't we? Maybe not. Maybe we don't. Maybe some of you do. Maybe some of you don't. But I hear a lot of people criticize Aaron Rodgers. It's like, well, he's never even been to a second. And when you say that, that implies that simply making a Super Bowl is worthwhile, even if you don't win it. I'm not sure how I feel on that subject. I'm not sure. Part of me would be able to look back at the Rogers era more fondly, knowing that they at least made a second one. Now, I would enjoy losing in that second one if that's what it came to, but I think it is worthwhile simply to get there. I think that's an accomplishment in and of itself. And I don't know. Not everybody agrees with that, but that's fine. Don't jump down my throat. Once again, you can vote on this poll question at Wisco Grant. 58% to 42% is the total tally. We're right at about 450, 400 430 votes, actually. Something else to think about, and I think this is important. Winning a Super Bowl is easier than winning a World Series, in my opinion, especially if we cheer for a team like the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, if we're a fan of the Dodgers or the Yankees or some big market team with a lot of money, then it's a little different. But the NFL, any team can get hot and lucky for a year. That doesn't mean you have 20 or 30 years of sustained success like the Packers have. That's incredibly rare. But Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco, Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer have all won Super Bowls in the last 20 years. I don't think Tom Brady is better than Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning. And he's won how many? I've lost count because I don't really care. I think winning a Super Bowl, while incredibly difficult, is easier to back into. The Eagles backed into a Super Bowl where everything lined up and they got hot and they just caught magic in a bottle. That's really hard to do in baseball. It's really hard to do. You have to be amazing and you have to catch lightning in a bottle. Football, all the teams are a lot more similar. They're like one team is the, the best team in the league is not that much better than the worst team in the league. Where in baseball, it's it's a cavern. It's a canyon in between first and last. And I think that's important. So if you have an opportunity to get and to win a World Series, I think you got to jump at it. Whereas the Super Bowl, I, I, I don't know. And look, I'm talking to probably some Vikings fans who've never won one. So I, I understand. But I think winning a Super Bowl, the formula is a little bit less complicated, at least if we're talking about a small market baseball team like the Twins or the Brewers. 608-796-2558. Mike in Monona, what is the sample size on this poll? I said, ah, just about 430 votes. So it's not insignificant. Mad Mike says, Grant, I don't have Twitter, but put me down for the Brewers. Hey, good to know. Good to know. I understand some of you are like, take the guaranteed ring. I get that. But man, I've never seen the Brewers play in a World Series before. I might be tempted to take the chance. You can tweet me and vote at Wisco Grant. Zach and Wisco says, as the unusual Packers Twins fan, this one is easy for me, but don't get me wrong. I'd like to see the Brewers in the World Series, but that's not my rooting interest. I get that, Zach. And thank you for chiming in. Guarantee a Packers Super Bowl or guarantee a Brewers World Series appearance. Then we'll see. You can vote on that poll. It's up at Wisco Grant. It will be for like another 15 hours, so hopefully we get some good run on it. You can text me your answer as well. 608 2558 Tim Dillard Valley Sports Wisconsin joins us next to Talk Brewers.
2: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Twitter at Wisco Grant. Talking text line 608-796-2558. The question today is one that started on our Madison affiliate, The Zone, this morning. I thought it was a fun hypothetical, but it was not received well. You can guarantee, one, Packers win a Super Bowl or Brewers make a World Series. And then we see. You can vote on it. And if you think it's obvious, well, it's not obvious. It's about 60-40. So it's not 50-50, but it's rather close. You can vote on it there. We're going to talk more about this, although Rainman Mike sent a text. It says, it's been a long time coming for the crew, and I agree with your comment. You watch all the drama in Green Bay, and it's refreshing to watch and follow the Brewers. Any other year, it might be a different answer. Now, Rainman Mike is offering an interesting point. Does the drama with Rodgers and the Packers right now push you into the arms of the Brewers just a little bit more? Maybe, maybe not. We all cheer differently. Totally agree with you, Grant. Vote having the Brewers in the World Series. In reality, there's not parity in baseball, which makes it very hard for a small market team to compete. But to get to the World Series, see? That's what I'm saying. A lot of teams can get hot, even if they're not that good, and win a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco, Nick Foles, Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, all won Super Bowls in the last 20 years. Baseball, man, the difference between the Dodgers and the worst team in the league is a canyon. The difference between the Houston Texans and whoever the best team in the NFL is right now is it's it's big, but it's not nearly as big. All right, get hot with a good roster. Doug Peterson, Nick Foles, you're on a special trick play, and you beat Tom Brady, right? The Brewers winning a World Series, that's a needle that's much tougher to thread, and I might double down and place any bet that I have to to try to make that happen. Let's talk about the Brewers, who just clinched the NL Central for the second time in four years, third time in franchise history. Valley Sports Wisconsin, Tim Dillard joins us now. Tim Dillard, Valley Sports Wisconsin, joining us now. Tim, you were on the show, I don't know, like, two years ago i don't even know and i don't know why i never asked you back on and the other day i'm like i should see if i still have his number and i did and i got super excited you got back to me and i appreciate you coming back how's life been
3: yeah, it's good. You must have. There must have been something that happened the last time I was on here where you're like, oh, I can't invite that guy back. But you forgot
0: what it was, and I'm glad. Well, if it was bad, it couldn't have been that bad because I was able to forget about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to reach out to everybody I know. I'm like, we just need to talk about this team. We need to talk and celebrate this team and the Brewers. I said before this season, Tim, that this might be as good as Brewers baseball has ever been the last couple of years. Now, I wasn't alive in the early 80s, and I talked to my parents about it, and that was – A great era too and there are a lot of famous names and really memorable players they're still around the franchise today which is cool is this as good as you think brewers baseball has ever been we got two division titles in the span of a couple of years almost five straight trips to the playoffs they almost did it in 2017 they just locked up four straight playoff trips is this as good as brewers baseball has ever been i I think we're in the golden age of the brewers
3: well i think we don't have to really assume ourselves we can just look at record you know you look at the The record for 162 games and what this Brewers team has done is nothing short of amazing. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's probably the most exciting team I've ever seen. And I've got to play on some pretty exciting teams. But these guys, top to bottom, so many incredible individuals having career seasons. So, I mean, this may be one of the best
0: Brewers team ever. I think, and once again, I wasn't around in the early 80s. I I would tend to agree with you. I think it's also important to note, Tim, that you joined... The TV broadcast, you started joining the broadcast in 2018, so I'm not saying that this is due to you, but ever since you started doing TV appearances and being full-time on TV, this team has done nothing but wins, so I think we have to thank you for that as well.
3: Yeah, well, 2020 canceled my minor league job all year, (laughs) and I, uh, I I got on with the Milwaukee Milkmen independent baseball team, and they won the championship, and then I retired and started doing broadcasting in April. And suddenly this team is amazing and going to the NLDS. So, yeah, is there a coincidence? I'm going to go ahead and say probably not.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Tim Diller joining us, Bally Sports Wisconsin. You mentioned a bunch of players having career years. I-, I don't know that we can understand exactly what goes into that. And we've seen that, I think, in the last couple of years. And by we, I mean people who have never played baseball. Like Ulysses seen in 2018 <laughs> was the ace for the Brewers. They were, he was unreal. And then a year or two later, you're like, oh, yeah, he is still in the league. He's pitching as a relief guy here. What goes into a player having a career year and doing their best for 160 games and really helping a team? And why is it on this team, do you think, so many players have been able to do it at the same time?
3: Well, it's probably a culmination of a lot of things. I mean, the the stuff that they're doing at the player development for the Brewers, the stuff they're doing to stay healthy as far as the training room and stuff, and they're just being overcautious. The first thing I said about the team at the beginning of all this was depth. You know, you didn't know what you are going to get after a shortened season. But what the Brewers have continued to do is just figure out how to get guys healthy and get them out there on the field. But if you look at specifically uh, Avi Garcia, he's having a career year with home runs and RBIs. Mm -hmm. You got, I mean, the big three. You got Woodruff, Burns, Peralta all having career years. So the idea here is for guys to stay healthy and have those years at the same time. If you go back to... You know, you could look at the Mets. The Mets, you know, had a great staff a few years ago, but now it's like you can't get anybody healthy at the same year. So to have all of these guys come together and have those years and to stay healthy, it was basically just a matter of time and hoping that the, the stars align because that's what's happened here for the Brewers.
0: Well, they manage these innings so closely and the workload so closely, and the pitchers seem to be on board with it. I know Brewers fans lost it when Burns was pulled after the eight no-hit innings, and I was upset too. I was bummed, but then to watch Burns... Get over it so quickly and celebrate on the field and really appear to be okay with it. I think that sends a message all these players have bought in. And I've read stories about how Colton Wong has changed his approach just a little bit. Hit with some more power. And Narvaez has changed the way that he catches just a little bit. Tweaks here and there. This Brewers training staff and the coaching staff, they seem to find these little advantages. And you mentioned the pitching staff. Tim, you were a pitcher for the longest time. I want to ask you some pitching questions. First, I did my research because I wanted to understand the scope. You were a pitcher in the Brewers organization, 18 years, 74 major league appearances, 242 with the Nashville Sounds. By the way, you have a very extensive Wikipedia, which is something I, that's got to feel good. That's something we all strive for, right? (laughs) Yeah, because everything on there is true. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm I'm not questioning it. I'm reading you appearance numbers and, and how many games you pitched. It all seems good to me. My point is, you pitched for a long time, and you have a lot of experience, so I wanted to ask you a couple of pitching questions. Aaron Ashby, right? He looks really impressive. He's got the stuff. And the Brewers are going to use him. It looks like they used Burns the same way they used Burns in 2018. Middle reliever in the postseason, even if they have plans for him to be a starter. What are some challenges that young pitchers like him face when they first bust into the league? And how do counsel and this Brewers pitching staff help make it easy? Because Burns came in as a rookie and was thrown into huge moments. It could be the same for Aaron Ashby. How do they make that as easy as possible on him?
3: Well, I think they kind of found a formula, like you said, with different guys doing it different ways. But for Ashby in particular, he... He started, his major league debut was June 30th against the Cubs. And it was like, you know, his worst outing he's probably ever had in his career, Mm -hmm. um, at least professional career. And the Brewers came back, ended up winning that game, and he got sent down. But since he's been back, he has been nothing but lights out. And I think what's what's different for a young player, what they don't realize is they just expect big leaguers to kind of just get themselves out. And, like, if I throw enough pitches, eventually they'll get themselves out. And so what I think that's what he did. I think he was just throwing the ball. And now since he's come back, he's found that control. Jim Henderson, former Brewers pitcher, he's a AAA pitching coach down in Nashville in AAA. And he, I mean, talking with him, it's basically just a matter of time of getting him to buy into your stuff is good. You need to throw strikes. Because what happened in his debut, he was getting behind in counts. He ended up walking three guys and not even an inning full of pitching. So instead of throwing, it's pitching and it's being okay with your stuff in the zone because a lot of times you just think you're going to throw a ball and get somebody out, and we all fall into it. All the pitchers do that. Even the best in baseball do it. And eventually there comes a point where you go, you know what, i got to trust my stuff and throw in the zone and let these guys get themselves out on pitches in the zone.
0: So you can't wait for major league hitters to just get themselves out. That's very interesting. And maybe not the worst thing to get shelled in your first ever outing to learn a lesson, especially when your offense can then turn around and score 15 runs and pick you up. Is that what I'm hearing? Not the worst thing in the world to get shelled. Yeah, I mean,
3: if you're going to get shelled and give up seven runs in uh, in like .1 inning of work, do it in the big leagues. Yeah, If you do that in the minor leagues, you're, not, you're <laughs> just going to stay in the minor leagues. So, well, that's true. Yeah, if you're going to give up a bunch of runs, do it in the big
0: leagues. <laughs> 15 runs or seven runs, like you said, in the majors is, is better than no runs in the minors, I guess. I didn't think about it that way. Tim Dillard, Valley Sports Wisconsin. Tim, pitcher for a long time, like I said, can you give me one thing that a Brewers pitcher does, any pitcher, starter, reliever, on the staff, where where you see it and you're like, Wow. Never in a million years, if I worked on that every day of my life, I could never do that, no matter how much. Like, that's just, that's something that that pitcher has, whether it's a skill, a personality trait, a specific pitch. Give me one thing that you're blown away by.
3: I mean, how much time do you have? Because what this team has is just, uh, it's a plethora of guys that do uh, one or two things amazingly well. The first thing that came to mind when you started bringing that up was Freddie Peralta. Freddie Peralta can go out there and read a swing and what a hitter's trying to do. Uh, probably better than anyone I've ever seen. He's doing it. He's been doing it for a few years now at such a young age. Uh, to be able to do that is just just—it's uh, it, incredible. It usually takes a multitude of innings and takes a multitude of years to kind of combat that to go, okay, this guy's trying to do this at the plate and to be able to counteract that, to foil that plan. I would say Corbin Burns' cutter is probably the best pitch in baseball. It is a pitch that is so tough to repeat. That's why he takes his time with his mechanics, and that's why runners steal bases on him because he he's more focused. If I can throw this pitch, I can get everybody out. And yeah. so he basically proved that, throwing a no-hitter. Um, you, uh, Josh Hader. Josh Hader hides the ball until the ball is literally by you. And the slider that he throws, you could swing at it, and it could hit you and break your toe. Uh, Devin Williams, a changeup like that shouldn't exist. You shouldn't be allowed to throw a pitch that moves that much. Uh, 60 feet, 6 inches, but it does. And so you could just go around the horn of just how amazing and unique each one of these pitchers are. But the big encompassing thing that I have seen from this club is that they like each other. They like being a part of a team. They like going out there every single day. They go through stretch. They go through batting practice. They're having fun. They're laughing. I mean, these are the guys that you almost dream in your head are going, I bet they go over to each other's houses and, like, cook lasagna or something. You know, like they just go and they have game night.
0: I feel like these guys do that. That's amazing. I was on a paint crew a couple of summers ago. Uh, so we would paint houses. And we enjoyed hanging out with each other so much, we would go play Risk at a buddy's apartment after work. We'd just have some beers and just sit and play a board game for three hours. And I think that helped us paint houses faster. Now, professional athletics, painting houses a little bit different, but maybe the same idea. The one pitch you didn't mention, and I got to ask Brandon Woodruff. I know a hitter a couple of weeks ago described his fastball as heavy. And is angry, and I read that and I'm like, wow, that's really interesting because Brandon Woodruff he just throws gas. He's not the flashiest pitcher. He just overpowers hitters. Can you tell me a little bit how that works and why that's so tough to hit?
3: Well, I think some people throw a fastball like me, and they and you kind of hope you kind of hope the guy swings and misses, or you hope the guy doesn't swing. And I think Brandon Woodruff stands up there and just says, I'm going to throw this ball past the hitter, past the catcher, through the umpire, <laughs> and hit the backstop with it.
4: Sure. And
3: when you when you throw that way, like with your arm, uh, like behind it, it, it's like throwing a bowling ball. So if you talk to any of these catchers, there, there's a reason they wear thumb guards. This is the guy they wear thumb guards for. 97 with sink, late sink, heavy sink. You can't just catch that. My son, who is 12 years old, was a catcher for the first time the other day. They had a necessity. Their catcher had a had an injured hand, so my kid got you know thrown back there. Didn't know if he was going to like it or not absolutely loved it started really? gravitating towards it jumping around back there even though they were down by about 17 runs uh, but the one thing he said afterwards he's like besides my legs being sore he's like man my thumb my thumb and i was like yeah just imagine that at 97 yeah. <laughs> you know so the idea there is that he if he, if a guy is tough to catch you got to assume he's tough to hit that's interesting
0: you hearing those words describing a fastball angry heavy like, a fastball might seem like a fastball to us just watching on TV. They're all the same, but they're thrown differently, and it's almost like Woodruff throws his with a different attitude. Tim Dillard, Valley Sports Wisconsin. Tim, I want to ask, just because I'm curious, we spend all summer watching Valley Sports every day. It's like the soundtrack to our summer every day with Brian or Matt LaPay, and I know Levering's been with you guys, too, and Sophia and Craig. Rutino, can you tell me one thing yeah. about anybody on the TV staff that that us who watch every day at home would be like, there's no way that's true. Like, that's they do that? Can you tell me one thing that would make us laugh or surprise us about one of our favorite Valley Sports TV personalities?
3: Everyone's very authentic. You know, what's interesting is how they let their personalities and just how comfortable everybody is. Uh, I would say Craig Cashon, that guy may be the nicest, most pleasant gentleman I've ever (laughs) encountered in my life. He has come alongside me, and he has helped me. And you know what? He doesn't get paid to help me, right? So he could just show up and do the bare minimum and doesn't. And you can really say that about everybody. Nobody shows up and does the bare minimum. That's easy. You can get by for a while. But it's about getting better and making the people around you better. And I never at one point felt like anybody wasn't there to to help me and to give me pointers and to say, hey, great job. So I would say uh, Brian Anderson and, and Bill Schroeder, their dynamic is special. If you watch any kind of baseball across any spectrum, those two guys in the booth are absolutely hilarious when they make fun of each other, and and that's real. That doesn't stop, When they put the headphones down, they still goof off with each other, so it's a good dynamic. I'm just happy to be a part
0: of it. Everyone being helpful and really nice. That doesn't surprise me. Tim, you were helpful to the show today. I feel like you taught us so much in just the 13 minutes I had you. Thanks for the time. And anytime, I promise, you did nothing wrong, nothing to ruin the show. I don't know why it took me so long to text you and ask you back on, but I appreciate it. (laughs) And enjoy the Brewers' playoff run. I hope I get to talk to you again soon. Yeah, just let me know. Always around. Thanks, Tim. Tim Dillard on Twitter, at Dim Tillard, Valley Sports Wisconsin. Isn't that interesting to hear him talk about Woodruff, Burns, Burns' cutter? We hear about Williams' changeup, but some of the things he said about Freddie Peralta, very interesting, the way he can read a swing. Even read when hitters aren't swinging feel like I learned a lot. Big thanks to Tim, and we should have him back because he was awesome. And he's right about Brian Anderson and Bill Schroeder. I listened to some Cardinals broadcasts because, let's say, I had to get creative about the way I was watching the Brewer game for a lack of a you know, cable subscription. I found it a legal stream, and I had to watch the Cardinals. and God, their announcers sucked. He's right. We are pretty lucky with the announcers we have in the whole Valley Sports Wisconsin crew. let take a break. Coming up next, some answers on the poll question of the day. And, Grant, you're like, we don't do poll questions. What do you talk about? Well, today we are. Would you guarantee either a Packers Super Bowl win or a Brewers World Series appearance? More from you coming up next.
2: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens.
5: The Packers will be holding some meetings today and getting treatments for injuries. The team could be without Marquez Valdez scantling for a while. MVS went limping off the field Sunday night with a hamstring injury. Matt LaFleur.
6: So MVS, I know he'll get a scan tomorrow, and we'll, we'll know a little bit more where he's at. Certainly will. Anytime you're dealing with a soft tissue injury, you're, you want to be um, cautious with that because you don't want it to turn in to a long-term deal.
5: The Packers worked out four players yesterday, including defensive back Isaiah Johnson, who's been with the Raiders and Texans, and Bruno Labelle, a tight end from Canada who played for the University of Cincinnati along with the Packers' Josiah Degora. This Sunday, the Packers host the Steelers, who lost at home Sunday to the Bengals 24-10. to Quarterback Ben Roethlisberger was asked if he had any answers on why they're struggling on offense.
3: I wish there was. Uh, if, we, <laughs> if we had the answers, I'd, we'd do everything we could to fix it. Right. Uh, but... Right now we just I think it's lack of execution for whatever reason.
2: Best Packers coverage on 967 FM 1670 AM The Zone.
0: Mike Clemens, insider for The Zone in Madison, but also all of our affiliates around the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network, whether that be with this show or the Bill Michaels show or Evo's show in the morning. That's the show that caused shockwaves through Wisconsin radio this morning. Including this show, the Wisco Sports Show. And my name is Grant Bills. I appreciate you being here. Maybe you heard this morning my conversation with Ebo. Ebo couldn't stop talking about it for like two hours. I know because I listened to his show this morning. I wanted to move around. I wanted to listen to another show. Maybe Dave and Lacrosse, Dan in Eau Claire on Sports Talk 105.1. But I couldn't because Ebo wouldn't get my name out of his mouth and neither would you callers and texters. I hear what you say. First of all, the original take, and we'll kind of reset the show and reset this conversation coming up after the 5 o'clock break and after we get an update from our buddy Zach Heilprin. Like, up, the, the take has been a process today. I might have said something on his show that was ill-advised, but you know what? It got the people talking. It was provocative, okay? We're, we're here at 4.57 p.m. talking about it, aren't we? There's times where I've done hits with Evo where three hours later I don't remember what we talked about. Mostly because I'm still half asleep, but also sometimes... The conversation just isn't as electric. Today was electric because I told Ebo, I want the Brewers to make the World Series so bad, Ebo, that I would I would even sacrifice a Packers Super Bowl if it meant that the Brewers could simply make it there, even if they lost. And as the day has gone along, I'm not an idiot. I realized that, hey, Brewers World Series lost, Packers Super Bowl win. We, we got to take the Packers Super Bowl win if it's a guarantee, but let's think about it this way. If it's either a Packers Super Bowl win or a Brewers World Series appearance with the opportunity of a win, Hmm, well, now that's interesting. That's a little different. Maybe we should think about that. Because you're kind of either taking, like, think about it, let's make a deal. Used to watch the show all the time with my grandpa, Wayne Brady, in the afternoon. You could either have the beautiful new washer-dryer set, a new home appliance set, a brand new patio chair set, right? And the people on stage are always like, oh, God, why did I have to be the person to be down here for one of the lame prizes? But then... You can either take that or what's behind door number three. The the Brewers maybe winning the World Series is like door number three. Also a great song by Jimmy Buffett written by Steve Goodman. A1A, probably Buffett's last album or greatest album. We could debate that. That's not the point. The point is you could guarantee a Packers Super Bowl, and that's nice, but wouldn't it be nice to leave the door open to the Brewers winning a World Series? Not a World Series loss. That would be lame. I would never select a loss over a win, and that's how this conversation got started. We're adjusting, right? You get to pick one or the other. A Packers Super Bowl win, or the Brewers make the World Series and maybe win. And don't call or text me. I want to lay this out. Don't call or text me and say, oh, it's obvious. It's easy. Okay, well, maybe to you, but not to everyone, because I have the pull up on my Twitter profile at Wisco Grant, and it's getting closer and closer to 50-50. We're now down to 57-42 or 43 It's not obvious. We'll talk more about this question coming up next. But first, Zach Heilbrink. What a weekend for the fans. Oh, I love that. I love it so much. Never leave. I don't want to go back to Ken or Ron Reddy. I won't.
2: This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks, the Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills.
0: All right, all right, all right, all right. I had to run to the bathroom over the break. All right, now I'm good. I see we had a bunch of missed calls. I'm sorry. Man's got to do his business. We'll get to your calls. So if you were calling and you're like, why isn't Grant picking up? Well, I drink water. I'm hydrated. The big question today, and let's not waste time with some silly story or anecdote. Let's just keep going here. You get to guarantee one. One. Packers win the Super Bowl or the Brewers make the World Series and maybe win the Super Bowl. Maybe. You might think this is obvious. But everyone has a different opinion. It's pretty close to 50-50. I'm getting more people for the Packers Super Bowl on Twitter. More people are texting in saying, Brewers, I'll get to some of these texts, some of these tweets. You can vote on the poll at Wisco Grant. This is the Wisco Sports Show. Welcome. Let's go right to the phones because I hate making people wait on the phones. It's the worst feeling in the world. 608-796-2558. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, this is Scott. Hey, Scott. That's what my caller ID says, but I didn't want to be wrong because that's just yeah. Yeah, don't ask me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, So. I have a silly anecdote, but my answer is Brewers. Can I go for a silly anecdote, even though you said not to?
0: Oh, yeah, yes. I was much more saying, I don't want to waste your time with a silly anecdote. I would love that ah, from every well, caller. Yes.
1: So, uh, one of those moments that's supposed to be the best one of my life, my son was being born. My wife went into labor uh, when the Brewers were in game six of the World Series, or not World Series, uh, the NLCS against the Dodgers. You know, if they won one of those two games, they would have gone to the World Series. Mm -hmm. And um, I missed them both because Gunderson didn't carry FS1 at the time. (laughs) Would I have given all that up just for uh, the Brewers World Series? I wanted to say uh, absolutely not. I think the Brewers World Series is important to me, but not as important to me as that. Uh, As far as the Packers issue, I I think definitely also I would take the Brewers over that. But uh, (sighs) I was faced with one of those uh, really difficult decisions as to – Hey, brewers are on. Why is <laughs> labor? I'm going to focus on the labor here. So there
0: you go. <laughs> you, you made the right choice, Scott. Thank you for the call. That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have a good one. Gunderson Health System. What the hell? All right. Now I don't. I avoid doctors at every possible turn because they, fre- they freak. It freaked me out when I was little. I watched a lot of House because I DVR'd it and I watched in the basement. And I'm pretty sure my parents would have known I was watching. Why didn't they step in? I grew up. I went to Catholic school. I watched VeggieTales. I didn't see Step Brothers till like three years ago. I didn't see Hot Rod till last month. And yet I, somehow it slipped through the cracks where my parents let me watch House. And I'm not blaming my parents because I did this to myself. That that show scared my brains out. And now I have a natural fear, well, an unnatural fear of doctors. So I don't, I've never been to Gunderson. I took a friend to Mayo a couple of months ago. But like, I've seen the healthcare bills, okay? Let's bump up the cable package in these rooms. Scott should not have to choose between the birth of his child and the support of his wife and watching the Brewers in the postseason. Now, that being said, he made the right choice, but it's not a choice he should have had to make. So shame on Gunderson Health System. Can we make something happen here, please? Back to the phones. Brenda in Madison. Brenda, let me remind folks what we're talking about, although you can talk whatever you'd like, Brenda. We're talking, would you rather take a guaranteed Packers Super Bowl or the Brewers make the World Series? And maybe. That's the question of the day. And this is, I think, the first time we've ever had a question of the day. Brenda in Madison. Brenda, what's up?
4: Okay, so... First of all, as a Wisconsin sports fan, we shouldn't have to make the choice because we want both to happen. But that being said, if I had to make a choice, and I'm going to preface this after I say what my choice is, I want to tell you why. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Brewers, and it's not because I'm a bigger Brewer fan because I pretty much am equal Packers and Brewers. Um, I grew up in Milwaukee, so I grew up loving both. Um, So Brewers, and this is why. First of all, the Packers have won. A Super Bowl. The mm-hmm. Brewers have never won a World Series, okay, ever. They've only went once in 1982, okay? I was 10. <laughs> so Jeez. that's one of the reasons. The mm-hmm. other reason is, and I may feel differently in January because the Packers are, what, only in week three, you know, now they're going to week four. All of the BS that's happened with the Packers in the last year or two, and just the Brewers, this team is fun to watch. Like my daughter who doesn't like sports actually likes to watch this blue team because they're fun to watch. You can tell they're a family. They support each other. They're excited for each other. Even when they're having a struggle, they support each other and lift each other up. And you can tell they're doing that. Like you can tell, you know, by the way, the dugout is. And when, you know, when people, when they hit a grand slam, everybody's out on the field and hugging each other and celebrating and, just it's they're fun to watch and you can tell that it's a family it's a family you know and that is and I think they deserve it at this point the Brewers to me deserve it more than the Packers that I've seen so far this year does that make sense
0: yes this has been one of your best calls ever I'm curious were you a good student did you get good grades
4: um, I have a master's degree. Does that
0: count? Yeah, oh, absolutely. That counts. I, I asked because you, <laughs> you gave me an answer and you showed your work better than I think any caller has ever done. Like you always got to, if you solve a problem in school, you got to show your work. That was, that was what you laid it out. You laid, you, laid, you laid the entire thing out. No wonder you have a master's degree. That doesn't surprise me at all.
4: <laughs> so, you know, I mean, like I said, I may feel differently about the Packers coming you know, in January after a few more weeks, whatever, but... In my mind, so far this year, and yes, the Brewers have a longer history so far in this season than the Packers do, but I'm also counting through the summer, there was a ton of BS going on with Mm -hmm, the Packers. mm -hmm. So to me, it's just, like I said, and, and a lot of it is the history. I mean, look at the celebration we got to celebrate with the Bucks. You know, it's been 50 years since they won the championship. The Brewers have never won a World Series. They've only went one other time, and it was 1982.
0: They, isn't it nuts, Brenda? You know, they've won the division three times in their history and twice in the last four years.
4: <laughs> right. So, to me, we've been, we're have been we needing this more than we need the Packers to win at this point. Because the Packers have a, a fairly recent Super Bowl, you know, stint and win and all that kind of stuff within the last, you know, 10, 20 years. The Brewers have never won a, won a World Series. And they've only went one other time. They need to go
0: and they need to win. Uh, Brenda, you just gave me so much ammo to talk about, and I appreciate you not only giving me an answer, but showing your work like the master's degree student you are. Well done. Good call.
4: (laughs) Great debate, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Brenda. Bye. Have a good day. Yeah, have a good night, Brenda. That's Brenda in Madison. It's funny, because back at 420, I don't know if Brenda was listening or not, but I laid out some of those details. like Your answer on this is probably going to depend on what's important to you. If you would want to see the Packers win, the Brewers win, the Bucks win, and you would like one from each, okay. Now, some of you are like, hey, a championship's a championship for any of my teams. You probably feel differently, right? There's a lot of factors at play. The drama with the Packers turned people off a little bit. It's also only week three. So the Super Bowl seems like this far away, abstract thing. Everybody's got a different opinion on this, and I believe our next caller will probably have the most different opinion of all. If this is who I believe it is, Dave, is this you in Monona?
7: Let's give everybody a participation <laughs> trophy. That the, the players on the field, they hug and they kiss and they like each other uh-huh. and they support each other. Are you kidding me? The moment <laughs> something goes, something goes wrong. They're gonna be porting fingers. You, you, I, it's amazing. Your generation and Brenda. I don't care if you got a bachelor's degree and you know whatever. That, that, that proves nothing. All these fans voting on this. Well, I'd rather see my team. Yeah, I think we can be a tough fan. We were going to be okay just getting to the World Series and losing in Game 7 because we know we, we made it there. Oh, my God. Our guys, we made it. We can hug and kiss each other. No. You don't give up nothing. It's it's all about winning. And Maybe some of your listeners actually went to school. Go read Vince Lombardi. Winning is not everything. It's the only thing. You don't give up nothing. You get there. You win. You stomp. And put it this way, Grant. When I grew up as a kid, my nieces and nephews were seven, and eight years old. Mm-hmm. We kicked their ass in cards, checkers, <laughs> and any game you played, you stomp on them. But all these Dolby's parents, we got to love them, we got to hug them, we support each other. No, you don't give up. No wonder Ebo and Nelson got mad at you this morning. It's your generation. You'd rather get there. Come on, Grant. You'd rather get there and you'd be okay with giving up a pack or a champ just to say you've been there and lost. But that's you, man. That's you. That's, uh, you know, hey, hey, by the way, I heard uh, Evo, Evo. told us all you, you might have something, uh, you know, snipping around your apartment. You, a, a new, um, a new love in your life. I mean, does she realize when she walks in your apartment, the first thing she sees is kibbles and bits?
0: Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Did oh, Evo mentioned something about that this morning? Evo filled like half his show talking about me and my takes. Maybe well, he Evo has come to, up with his because... own topics.
7: Well, he should because when he hears people talking about, well,
8: what would you rather give up?
7: No, I'd rather give up nothing. When you get there, you win, you stomp on them, and if you and if they're still breathing, you stomp on them again. But just hugging and kissing and loving to get there. You <laughs> Brewer fans would rather get there. How'd you feel in Game 7 when the Dodgers kicked your ass? Oh, you were happy to be there?
0: Oh, I was not no. happy to be there. No.
7: Exactly. And you're, and you're going to give up? What are you going to give up Uh You know? A trip to the love boats? I don't know, man. Some of the, some of your listeners sometimes, uh, I wonder if this generation's ever going to get back on track. You don't give up nothing. You take, you scratch, you claw, and then you kick them when they're down.
0: I love thought. I Come on, that, short
7: Dave. pants. Come on, get with it, short. Uh, remember, kibbles and bits. Kibbles and bits.
0: Oh, this has been great. I heard you made a reference that maybe I bat for the other team this morning. That was interesting, Dave. Thank you for that.
7: Well, yeah. I mean, you are you are you are for the RTP. You'd rather get a participation trophy, like like Brenda her master's degree. You know, let's just get there. You Come think on, a master's children.
0: degree is a participation trophy? I barely made it through college. What are you talking about?
7: I mean, but I will I will leave you with a funny story though. In 1982, the last time the Brewers actually were there, mm-hmm. it was funny. I had a Wednesday I had a Wednesday night class, and our professor let us go for every playoff game. But that SOB, Game Seven of the World Series. Made us stay the whole night, and it's a wonder why I dropped this class the next day. We were in the fine arts building, and I had to walk a long ways past the and Vine on Game Seven. Back, you know, back then, you know, the, when we wanted the Brewers to win. But I'm sure we'll all be we'll all be there next April, and when they hand out that silver medal.
0: I look forward to this call, all Dave, because I knew this was oh. coming, Dave, and I appreciated this. Thank you. Oh, you should. I mean, some of your <laughs> listeners
7: who wrote that poll, is like, really? What a bunch of pansy feathers.
0: <sighs> Thank you, Dave. Look forward to talking Bye, to sir, you again. Man. Thank you. I love that you call me. Dave and Monona. 608-796-2558. See, this is, the pro- this is the problem, okay? And I talked about this back at 5 o'clock. I threw out... Uh, a, an idea that, like, hey, I want the Brewers to go to the World Series so bad, I'd almost rather see the Brewers lose in the World Series than the Packers win a Super Bowl. And, yes, that's a bad take. I agree. But then I, I clarified, and I saved the, the audio from the show this morning. It's it's not about losing a World Series. That's never what this was about. This was about I want them to make the World Series so bad that, I man, this is what I said. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, I would rather take my chances of the Brewers getting there and maybe even losing. Then take a guaranteed Packers Super Bowl. That's how badly I want to see this team make the World Series. And, you know, a lot of people on that idea, because that's been the question. Like, hey, would you risk making a World Series and maybe losing or take the guaranteed Packers Super Bowl? A lot of people are on the Brewers. Uh, Kurt says, I'm with Brenda. And I said, what do you mean? And he's, I agree with Brenda. I thought you were physically with Brenda. That would have been nuts. You should have hopped on speakerphone. But Kurt says, I have seen a Green Bay Packers Super Bowl, but have not seen the Brewers win a World Series. I love both my teams, but right now this Brewers team is so exciting, I could see a World Series coming. That See? See? We've seen the Packers. We haven't seen the Brewers. That matters to some people. That doesn't matter to all the people. couple of tweets here. Da, 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 da. Brewers World Series first and foremost. One reason, Bob Uecker. Jason, that's an interesting take. That's not something that anybody brought up. Also, uh, like, and... This was misconstrued. Ebo's like, oh, Grant is okay with losing. He's okay with participation trophies. I would never do that. All I do is piss excellence and win everything I've ever been in. I've never lost a fight, which is not what this was about, right? Maybe that's how it started this morning, which was fun. But we've, we've since adjusted, as we do on the show. We're very mobile. We're like, we're like tech. Now I sound like Colin Coward. We're like tech. We're fast, and we adapt, and we adjust on the fly. Another thing to, to talk about, do championship appearances mean anything? Dave says, hey, how did you feel you lost in Game 7 in the NLCS. How'd that feel? Well, I hated that. But is that different than the World Series? Once you get to the World Series, is that an accomplishment in and of itself? Like with the Super Bowl, I hear people all the time say, hey, Aaron Rodgers has only won one Super Bowl. He hasn't even been to a second. And when you say that, that implies that getting there is a worthwhile accomplishment and something that goes on a resume. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm not saying that just getting there is good enough. But if we're talking about legacy, we're talking about the history of a team or a player— Maybe making it matters to you. Maybe it doesn't. Once again, we're all having differing opinions. Ooh, uh, this might be the best text of the day. You know him. You love him. You can find him under the Rose Street Viaduct. Schmidt on the north side. Both options will have me drinking too much anyways. Might as well choose the risky one. Give me a chance at door number three. That's the Brewers. I. I who says no? Who disagrees with that? Schmidt on the north side, I think says it all. Now we're getting tweets from Ebo. We'll get to that in a sec. First, back to the phones. Who's this? Hey, you got your Maytag man, Zach and Wisco. Zach and Wisco, your number looks eerily similar to Dave and Monona, which I was scared as to why Dave was calling back. I am excited to hear your voice and not the voice of one, Here, Dave and Monona.
9: I, I have something actually frightening to tell you, Grant. I agree with Dave. This is like Twilight Zone-ish, man. Really? I, I agree with Dave. It's Look, when it comes to winning, I want to guarantee – the win. I, I don't want to just be there. I, I'm a Twins fan, man. I've gone through enough pain with 17 straight playoff losses to the Yankees. I, I've dealt with the that kind of crap. I want to, you know, if I could say, hey, your Twins are guaranteed to win the World Series and beat the Yankees on the way, I am. I will cut off my arm to be there in a heartbeat. Mm. So, But if you were to okay. say, oh, they're just going to They're going to win the divisional round against the Yankees, but they're going to end up playing, you know, the Red Sox in the next round, and you don't – you know, you have no guarantees. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll live for another day, man, you know. That's just how it is. I I want to see my team win. I'd rather be guaranteed the win.
0: You are – For our Twitter poll, you're in the majority. For our texts and tweets, you're in the minority. A lot of people are saying, I'll take my chances with the Brewers. But I think there is something to be said for, hey, a championship's a championship. Let's lock it in. I also think it's slightly easier to win a Super Bowl than it is to win a World Series. For a small market baseball team. And I know there's probably Vikings fans listening who's like, listen to this ass. Like, it's not easy to win a Super Bowl. That's not what I'm saying. I think you can get hot and get lucky and win a Super Bowl. I don't think it's as simple as getting hot and getting lucky to win a World Series. So when you got a chance at it, I think you got to jump at it. I think there's a lot of factors to play, and I love that everybody has a different opinion on this.
9: I think you're right. Now, now here's one thing, and I'm your stat guy, and I usually look things up, and I'm a little bit more prepared, but I believe there have been more teams that have won out of the wild card round in the NFL for the Super Bowl than have won out of the wild card round in
0: Major League Baseball. I would bet money, yes, yes. Although the Nationals did just do it. That would be interesting to research. I think that's something i got to look into tonight. Because I know the Packers have done it.
9: I know the Giants have done it. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty darn sure the Steelers have done it in three consecutive years. Yes.
1: That sounds about right. The Steelers
9: were number five. The Packers were a six seed. And the Giants were a six seed in three consecutive Super
0: Bowls. You're not wrong. I need to look up. I need to look at, like... Which sport, baseball or, or football, has had more lower seeds go on to make and win the title? Because I think that's important. I, I think when you're trying to prioritize which team you would rather win a championship when they're good, I think that matters, right? Like, when the Brewers have a chance, they've won the division three times in however many years they've been in existence. The Packers, Packers fall backwards into division titles because the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions all stink. You know what I mean? Right. No, you're, you're
9: 100% right. I, I think in the NFL... It's easier to get hotter at the end of the year than it is baseball. I think what the Cardinals are doing is absolutely amazing, and I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with come playoff time. And I think the Brewers need to really shut them down here in these next three games. Uh, And that's coming from somebody who's not a Brewers fan. So I I, I really think momentum is key in both sports, Grant, Mm -hmm. but I think it is a bigger factor in the NFL because you can win – the last four games of the regular season, get that six or seven seed in the playoffs and then win three straight road games to win the Super Bowl. It's been done and it has not been done other than the nationals that one year.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it's really been done out of major league baseball. Well, and for the longest time, there was only one wild card too, which makes it a lot harder. Maytag Zach on Twitter, Zach in Wisco. I appreciate the call and someone needed to agree with David Manona. So that was an important role for you to play today. I thank you for that. It, 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 it had to happen, Grant. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Appreciate it, pal. Have a good night. Maytag Zach. Let's take a break. I just realized it's 521. I think we're talking with Mike Clements at 530. So for that reason, we gotta take a break and get things lined up so we have time to do that.
2: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Go Sports Show, 608-796-2558 is the talk and text line. The question of the day, the big question. Should we start doing questions of the day? Then I got to think of one every day, and that's that's, that's too much. If you can guarantee, A, a Packers Super Bowl win, or B, a Brewers World Series appearance, which one are you taking? Twitter poll is pretty close. All the texts and tweets I've gotten, other than Maytag, Zach, and David Monona, overwhelmingly Brewers. For a multitude of reasons. Jamie at Ken's Barbershop. By the way, Jamie, do you have any availability this week? I, I want to look fresh for Oktoberfest, and I. It's mostly just my neck. its I don't need a, a long. It's, it won't take long if you have any availability. You know, he says, I second the euchre sentiment. David Monona is a dinosaur. Dave is old fashioned. Uh, he's old fashioned. We love him for that. Kelly and Barneveld. And I looked up where Barneveld is on the beautiful drive. Between Prairie DeSheen Sheen and Madison, Kelly, or Kenny, not Kenny. Oh, my goodness. Kelly. Oh, God, I read it wrong. Kelly. I'm sorry. I called you Kenny. Kelly says, with 162 games a year, getting there does count for something. Staying focused on the end goal for that many games is impressive. I do think making the postseason in baseball is a bigger accomplishment than making it in football. Like, the Bears made it last year, and the Packers have made it on years where they're not really good. Like, sometimes when a division is down, a division is down. In baseball, at least when the playoff isn't expanded due to covid It's really hard to win a division and make the postseason. So I do think it's a bigger accomplishment. Now, what that means to you and how important you think that is and what value that carries to you, that can differ from fan to fan, as we've learned today. John says, oh, can we have Dave do an inspirational quote or statement every day? Every call is inspirational from Dave. I don't know what you're talking about. He goes on to say, although it's close, I would rather see the Packers win than a Brewers be the runner-up. If you ain't first, you're last. You're not wrong. Badger basketball and football have been close, but a tease. Personally, I don't take second. Well, we're not guaranteeing the Brewers could lose in the World Series, but they could. We're not saying Brewers lose in the World Series or Packers win the Super Bowl. The Brewers make it there. They could win. They could lose, but you can't guarantee it either way. Trempolo Chris, ask the twin Vikings fan the reverse. Take the Vikings to the Super Bowl and coin flip for a win or a twin guarantee win in the series. That's interesting. So Minnesota fans, would you guarantee a Twins World Series, which you've had before, or would you get the Vikings there and then flip a coin and see, All right? Kind of the reverse dynamic of play. The Twins have won it. The Vikings haven't. Unlike in Wisconsin, the Packers have won it. The Brewers haven't. All right? I think that's an interesting dynamic. At Wisco Grant on Twitter. My God. My God. Ebo, go to bed. It says, sources are telling me that at Wisco Grant is not only spewing lies on air, but also twisting and turning about saying exactly this. Quote, and he quotes me. Ebo, I have the audio right here, my friend. I have it right here, and I've been very transparent of the process. This is our conversation from this morning. This is where this started. Well, we've seen them make the NLCS twice in the last decade, and I think this team is better than both of those teams. I hate to say World Series or bust because we're Brewers fans, and we don't often get this far, so I want to make sure I enjoy it. But for me, I think if they don't make the World Series, it'll be a disappointment, honestly. And I I told a friend the other day, get a load of this. You talk about where my priorities right now are as a fan. I told my friend the other day when we were talking about the Brewers that I would rather – the Milwaukee Brewers make the World Series and lose, then the Packers get to the Super Bowl and win. What do you what do you think about that take? Yes. All right, let's listen to the next part. Yeah, okay. I know. That's, that's how on. bad I Hang want on. them to get to the World Series.
2: You would rather have the Brewers get to the World Series and lose than the Packers win a Super Bowl?
0: Is that a really is that what, is that what take? you said? That's that's how I feel. Yeah, I would rather take my chances of the Brewers getting there and maybe even losing, maybe than even take losing. a guaranteed Packers Super Bowl. That's how badly I want to see this team make the World Series. What? <laughs> That's not even a fake laugh which I do for radio sometimes. That's funny. <laughs> Evo was I almost swore Evo was rattled. <laughs> what? <laughs> 608-796-2558. Oops. Uh, send me a text if you want to answer more, because we're going to be on the horn with Mike Clemens here in a couple of minutes. And if you call in, then it's just going to beep and really annoy me. And then I'm going to get in a bad mood and I'm going to have to hang up on you. You're not going to get on air, but you can text me uh, a tweet here from Andy. And I'm sorry, Andy, I haven't gotten to this it says Brewers world series appearance by a ton. We've seen a super bowl before a world series appearance would solidify that team in the city of Milwaukee in a way that the Packers in green Bay have already felt. And to do it on the heels of the buck success would be undeniably amazing. You're right, Andy. Now, There's a possibility they could lose. Making it there would be huge. I'd take my chances. If if you're telling me you can guarantee it with the Packers or guarantee an appearance from the Brewers and they might win, I'm going to take door number three. I'm going to take the Brewers. But I don't fault anyone for saying Packers, take the known thing, take the Super Bowl. Wouldn't think less of you at all. In fact, I think this is why this is such a fun topic because all fans feel differently, and it shows how we prioritize different things. Let's prioritize Mike Clements live from Green Bay. Our insider for the Wisconsin Sports Zone Ready Network. He'll join us next.
2: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Crosby to try to win it. And the kick is good to win the game. The 49ers couldn't take enough time off the clock
9: at the end that was a big one. I mean it was a fifty one yarder so uh, you know it's uh, you got to hit it true and hit it uh, you know hit it solid and celebrating with the guys in the end zone just seeing <laughs> seeing that energy and feeling that juice is uh, is what it's all about.
0: Wisco Sports show, that's the call from Sunday Night Football and then of course the voice of Mason Crosby. My name is Grant Bills. Joining us now on the Talk and Text line, Mike Clemens. Mike, someone tell Al Michaels, don't be too excited for a game-winning field goal. He seemed weirdly tame. That was an odd call when I heard it the first time, and when I listened to it back.
5: You know, though, I uh, you know I go over those highlights, and Al Michaels doesn't have a Wayne Larravee, uh, you know, other kinds of guys excited call at the end. He, Paul Allen. He, <laughs> Yeah, or or, or right, or Paul Allen. It's yeah. like you know, Rodgers back to pass. There's one over the middle, and it's a touchdown. Yeah, his, his calls are a roller coaster. If you've ever
0: noticed. Yeah, that's true. And I, I don't mean to be that. Why are the announcers excited for my team? Like I, I try to avoid that conversation because I think that kind of thing ebbs and flows. But I was cutting up that highlight to start Monday's show, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be exciting. I'm like, ah, eh, this isn't that. This is not that exciting. I was a little bit underwhelmed. No, no. But that's how Michaels.
5: Yeah, maybe, you know, I mean, he. He's still a great announcer. He's accurate. uh, And it's pretty hard to top, Uh, do you believe in miracles? Yes. Of course. From 40 years ago. Yes.
0: That'll, that'll, you can't coast on that. That's not what I'm saying, but that'll get you a long ways in your career. I like Al and Chris. I think Chris does a good job. I might be in, in the minority on that. So how was San Fran? You actually got to go cover a win out in California. That must've been refreshing.
5: Uh, I think the biggest surprise was, and I've seen this now a couple of times, where I really thought it would be kind of a Silicon Valley wine and cheese crowd, but it's mm-hmm. a beer drinking crowd. It's more of a working class crowd, maybe even kind of an Oakland Raider crowd, and that's good for the home team. That's good for the Forty Niners because those people are louder. You know, you're talking about the World Series, so I actually got a break. I'm like 21, 22. I'm working at UWM. I'd been interning at TV 18. Which was the flagship for the Bucks and the Brewers? They hired me as a like an assistant producer uh, and kind of as a stringer reporter. When I was 21 in August of '82, I got to go to all those World Series games.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty, so, that's pretty darn cool.
5: So you know, when I was 17, 18, 19, and going out with my buddies, and we were tailgating and drinking beer in the parking lot, and
1: yeah. you know, cooking
5: brats on a cheap little grill. You go to those Brewer games to see Bambi's bombers and Gorman Thomas and Robin and Paul Molitor, you know, smacking home runs, and then and then you get to the playoffs, and the and when they beat the Angels, it's outstanding, just screaming. You get to the World Series, it's colder, and I remember looking left and right and seeing women in fur coats with their gloves on mm-hmm. at the World Series, and I'm looking in the lower grounds like, who are all these people? Where are they from? And then you realize. They fly in all the sponsors, you know? Yeah. All the blue collar people from West Dallas and Lacrosse and Eau Claire and stuff, they're replaced by, you know, the bigwigs. They they get the, the lower grand seats at the World Series. And so the mood, you know, the hometown mood shifts a little
0: bit. Yeah, well, it's like going to a Notre Dame game when everybody doesn't really have a jersey on, but they got the big fur coats in the winter. Or down south, yeah. they got the polos, and everyone looks nice. That's not really how we do things in Wisconsin no. for the most part. No,
5: you need shirtless males.
0: Yes, and a jump around. Yes, right? <laughs> you can't feel it with the beer.
5: So mirror. Matt Lafleur was talking about that field goal because I didn't see it. Um, I was, I was just you're just you're looking at the refs hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, wait for the ref underneath the goalpost. That's where your focus is. Because then you got to shoot downstairs and, you know, grab an elevator before it gets locked up to get get downstairs to cover this thing. And Matt Lafleur said, "Did you see Dante Johnson, number twenty-seven, the corner from the 49ers, how close he came to blocking Mason Crosby's winning fifty-one-yard field goal?
6: It was pretty close. Um, you know, I thought I thought Bobby did as well as you could have done on the edge as well. I think just uh, twenty-seven for them just got a really good jump." On, on the snap and he made it close. Um, you know, we talk about all the time protecting from inside out. I think over the course of last season, I want to say there was something like only four kit kicks blocked from the perimeter. Most of it comes from internal pressure. So our guys were stout inside and, you know, the guy got, got a really good jump on it and thankfully uh, he missed it. So, and, and Mason, what a great job. Just, Really, that whole operation because our operation time was great as well. Uh, Hunter had a great snap. Bojo put it down clean, and then Mason came through with a big time kick. And the best part of that, obviously, uh, him making it. But just seeing the guys' reactions after after that, it definitely is something that puts a puts a big smile on my face.
0: Mike Clemens, I think it speaks to how good our kicker is and how bad our special teams are. I was almost. I, 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 that kick was either going in, in my mind, or it was getting blocked. I didn't think Crosby was going to miss it. It was either going in or it was getting blocked. That's how I set it up in my mind.
5: Well, that's pretty good. You know, I he had a 54-yarder earlier, and he said he thought it could go maybe a few more yards. But, you know, obviously it's great that Rodgers and Devontae Ray will get it down, you know, in, in his range and to make that kick. Uh, but then it gets back to this uh, pass and punt coverage. They're excited about Corey Bohorquez, the punter and the way he's putting hang time on it, and he's putting the ball on the sideline, not down the middle of the field, and, you know, as a, as Mason Crosby's placeholder on those field goals and point after, so, so far, so good there. But I was looking at the tape. You know, they had that 68-yard return. Um, mm-hmm. Trenton Cannon, uh, which, you know, just it's another momentum flip when you, you just score, and now you let the 49ers go 68 yards on a kick return. I think it might be on number 41, Henry Black, who just, you know, he was a turnstile. He was down there, but for some reason he's not squared or doesn't take the right lane, and this guy just blows past him. And here's another thing that was going on. Mo Drayton, the special teams coordinator, he's dealing like with two people in his life that uh, died in some situation. Well, Fleur didn't really reveal that, but, you know, he he's, was dealing with that drama, so the players were, you know, uh, trying to play for Mo, whatever. And so Matt Lafleur talked about that kick coverage blowing that 68 return against the 49ers.
6: Yeah, no, that was that was certainly disappointing because you look at the other covers we had. I think we had we definitely had two tackles inside the 20 on the other two. Um, yeah, we just lane integrity. You get one guy out of place, and uh, you, then you need somebody else to cover up for him. And when that doesn't happen, it opens up a big hole. And that's what happened on that kickoff return. And Drawing a blank on on the returner's name right now, number forty nine, but he he, yeah, can he hit it now? And that guy's got great speed. That was that was a you know it was great execution by the Niners there, and we gotta we gotta be better with our like I said our lane integrity, and I gotta you know give Alan Lazard a lot of props. He he, he went right to Mo after that and said, hey, that's not going to happen again. I want in on on the kickoff coverage unit, and you see Alan you know, busting his butt and he's the first one down every time. And so I think that that speaks volumes of just what type of team player Alan Lazard's all about.
0: Alan Lazard only had one catch, one target. He was everywhere blocking. He was all over the field. And Mike, I think we saw that more so on Sunday night, more so than we saw against the Saints or against the Lions, because Aaron Rodgers was getting the ball out quickly. He was so efficient when the ball came out quickly and when, the the passes were shorter, and it's those short passes where you're going for yak, where Alan Lazard can really do his work. And in week one when they're taking shots, okay, well, now you don't play to the strength of Alan Lazard. Or week two, on Sunday, I thought Alan Lazard, that was the perfect type of Alan Lazard game. And it was cool to hear that he even wanted in on special teams, too. I I love that guy.
5: Right, and Alan caught that deep ball to get things going early in the game Mm -hmm. on the right-hand side. And then, you know, there was one time where I think it was right after – Adams, you know, got his helmet knocked off, or you know, you know, got hit hard, and came back in, and it was a third and ten. And Rogers is going to Devonte over the middle instead of Lazard, who is wide open on the sideline. So, you know, I got kind of, would hope that Getzey and you know Lafleur and Nathaniel Hackett get after Rogers and say, look, you know, we know you love Devonte over the middle, and he's our number one guy, but there's thirteen wide open there. You know, you've got to look around the field mm-hmm. for that guy. So some news injury-wise for the Packers today. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling caught that beautiful touchdown pass in the back of the end zone. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had said the other day, you know what, I owe him five touchdown passes. I've, I've missed him when he's been open for a touchdown. You saw him limping um, late in the fourth quarter on a route. Uh, so today he's supposed to have a scan on that. Uh, as LaFleur said, you don't want to mess with a soft tissue injury like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, Tyler Lancaster, the defensive lineman, left the game. He'd been dealing with an elbow injury coming into it, now, so I'm not sure what that injury was. He's now on the COVID-19 list. He tested positive for COVID-19 today, so now he's out of the picture. Uh, Chris Barnes, your inside linebacker, he hit Brandon Iok, I think it was second quarter on a little short pass over the middle, um, on the right side of the field, you know, the deep in the 49ers' territory, went down, was out for the rest of the game with a concussion. So he'd be going through the protocol. When they brought in Ty Summers, to me, it looked like they started attacking Summers over the middle with Kittle, with Uchek, you know, and, and that's when they—that's really when the 49ers got their offense up and going when they started hitting those passes over the middle. And uh, you know, some people were asking me about, well, where's Warren Burks? You know, where's uh, Ty Summers? in that situation, and Devondre Campbell, you know, LaFleur's praising this guy. that They picked up who'd been with the Falcons many years and then released by the Cardinals. Um, he's, you know, your inside linebacker there. He's been leading in tackles, which he should, the last couple of games. He had an interception against the Lions, scooped up that fumble Sunday night against the 49ers. He was asked how he thought Ty Summers and Oren Burks performed after Barnes went down.
8: I mean, it wasn't really too much of an adjustment. Those guys prepare like heck every week, and I knew they were ready for the moment, you know. It's just a matter of getting the opportunity, and I think they both performed really well considering the circumstance. You have to have the, uh, the next man up mentality. You know, anything can happen at any time. It's a, a very physical and violent sport, so you have to be prepared for the worst-case scenario. You know, like uh, Chris went down and I ended up having to start on punt- on top of playing every snap of defense, so that's just one of, uh, a situation of, you know, you, you have to be prepared and you have to expect
0: anything. The defense wasn't as good in the second half. I thought they could have got off the field a couple of times, maybe had some bad penalty luck. And Kittle is a monster, and Debo and IU made some great catches. But I thought their tackling was okay. They weren't as bad as in the first two weeks. I thought they held their own. And Ty Summers is a part of that, Devondre Campbell as well.
5: And overall, Grant, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers just raised that. Um, there just was something better about the energy. Yes. They were flat against Jacksonville. They found it at halftime against the Lions. So basically, you're talking about the 30 guys who really didn't touch the field during the preseason. It took them about six quarters, and then they found the gear. They you know, they found where they need to be to be flying around on the field. And and the other thing is that Rodgers talked to LaFleur and say, how do we spark these guys? And it's like, you know what, if our defense isn't sure right now, then whether we win the toss or not, actually the 49ers won the toss, and uh, and they decided to defer but Rodgers decided with LaFleur you know what let's go offense now you know if we can go offense first we're the better unit let us make the statement and that take if we can go up by 3 or 7 that takes the pressure off of the defense to start and i think i think that worked maybe that's what they got to do moving forward the other thing you see is personality starting to gel like you know a rookie right guard who seems to be doing a pretty good job And he turns out to be kind of a character. Aaron Rodgers talked about the the right guard, Royce Newman, the the rookie. Eh, Kind of a
3: different dude. Well, the one that sticks out a lot is he loves tapping guys on the head. Uh, he was tapping the hell out of everybody on the head. I mean, in every celebration, he was tapping guys on the head, tapping everybody on the head. I don't know why he's doing that or where that came from, but it seemed excessive, but it's him, so I'm not going to discourage him. I mean, that's his way of celebrating. He's got some idiosyncrasies that showed up on the film that are that are interesting, and just his, the way he goes about his daily routine, there's a lot going on in that mind, and I can't wait to kind of extrapolate
2: some of that as he becomes more comfortable.
0: Man, I, I even asked a coach here at UWL who I'm close with. I'll ask him about things from time to time. And, you know, we carry UWL games at our station here in Lacrosse. And I asked him about Adam Stenovich. And I'm like, have you ever, ever met him? What do you think of him? Because it's an O line offensive coach here at UWL. He says, man, I met him. He's from Marshfield. He has a really good relationship with the veterans. And I think maybe, and maybe I'm reading in between the lines, but if you can relate with Bakhtiari and you can relate with Billy Turner, then as a coach, you can almost coach through those guys and uplift Royce Newman and Josh Myers and Yash, is it Nyman, who was so good? It was really interesting to hear more, even from Matt Lafleur, about Stenovich after this game and how they really came up with a plan to be successful down a couple of men on the O-line, and Royce Newman was a part of that.
5: I was at the practice when those that lacrosse coaching staff came down because they were guests of Ryan Gutekind's sure, who played at lacrosse. Oh, so that's part of the deal of there, yeah. Of so yeah, Yash Nyman. You know, I thought he's a, a backup, maybe a backup right tackle. I did not think his pass protection was good enough yet, but they liked what he did against the Buffalo Bills first team. I thought he did a pretty good job. And Yash Nyman, six foot seven, he's this quiet, gentle giant, kind of a Zen guy. And he talked about what it was like to finally get that starting experience filling for Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari at left tackle against Nick Bosa.
8: Um, just a surreal moment. Um, it's just been a journey, but.
4: I've just been trying to be diligent in my doing uh, as far as what's been
8: asked of me. And um, I just feel like, you know, the coaches trusting me, that, you know, they had confidence in me and I had confidence in myself. Going out with confidence, I think I was a little bit crazy, my footwork and everything. And I think I just needed the first drive to get the jitterbugs out.
4: But I think later on in the game, I kind of settled down a little bit, got the flow a bit and everything. So with that mindset, I was just trying to be cool, calm and collected, so happy.
0: You know, you said, Mike Clemens, we're talking with Mike Clemens, that they don't love his pass protection skills. He's not perfect. But maybe that's what good coaching is, and that's what veteran leadership is. They're realizing they're not game planning for Elton Jenkins, for David Bakhtiari. They're game planning for Yash. And if they can come up with a specific game plan where he can play a specific role, okay, well, you can build on that. And I think that's what we saw on Sunday, right?
5: Matt Matt LaFleur plays it close to his vest, okay? The team playing didn't get in until 5 o'clock in the morning Monday. When he walked into his 4 o'clock afternoon press conference, after watching the tape, he said, good morning, you know, Mm half-joking, because he had, like, the jet lag. But he was kind of punch-drunk, and he started saying some things that I don't think he'd normally say on a good night's sleep. And one of the things he talked about was his decision on offensive line. It's like, yeah, I don't want to disrupt Billy Turner, you know. Mm -hmm. If he and Royce are working good as a unit on the right-hand side, That's why I thought it was better to just replace the one guy on the left tackle. That's a huge philosophy thing. We'll tuck away when he has to make the next change. They did tight a a tight end today, by the way. Tyler Davis, who was drafted out of Georgia Tech by the Jaguars. Urban Meyer released him at the end of this camp. He was on the Colts practice squad green bay signed him as a tight end today of course they released jay sternberger last week who got went to the seahawks as a practice squad guy and then dominic daphne number 49 the guy's a fullback and a tight end he had a hip injury now he's been put on ir so they added a tight end today but then you go to Devonte adams like aaron Rodgers, like some of these guys they're talented these young guys but they're kind of weird they're kind of different and Devonte talked about how he thought those two rookies like josh myers Royce Newman at center and guard, and Yash did on the offensive line.
8: Proud of those boys. Really, really proud of those boys. You know, Yash hasn't had a whole lot of opportunities, you know, especially against teams like that, for him to have to be kind of thrusted into that position. Really proud of him. He's, he's, I mean, I love that dude. When we switch sides of the field in the fourth quarter, he's walking by me, and I'm just turning everybody up. I'm going crazy, and he looks at me. He goes, man, it's just a blessing to play with you guys. I really really enjoy this. And I'm just like... (laughs) it kind of just slowed me down for a second and i just got real appreciative for having a teammate like that um you know it's kind of crazy he reminds me a little bit of aaron jones from a personality standpoint because early in aaron's career he would do something and be come back to the huddle i'd be screaming let's go do i need that from you every time let's go he'd be yes sir And i'm like aaron you don't have to call me sir in the middle of the game but um josh yeah Josh is 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 a hell of a football player and Great heart, just a great teammate all around. I'm proud of what they did up there.
0: I love that story, and I love the energy that these teammates kind of appeared to have for. I think this win kind of helped them come together a little bit, and that story was really cool. And Mike, I wish we had a couple more minutes, but as Devontae Adams said uh, of Josh, it, it was a pleasure just being with you. I, I really enjoy this, Mike. It's just it's it's a privilege doing radio with you, and I thank you. For, I thank you for your time, and I look forward to talking again.
5: My pleasure, Grant. They're, they're, you know what? The bottom line is
0: they're having fun. I that's, think that's needed after those first two weeks, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, pal. Mike Clemens at NFL on Twitter. Look him up. I hate to be so brief and just wrap up interviews like that, but we got to go. We got to take a break. And final update on our big question of the day. Brewers, Packers, who, who do we pick? Last segment coming up next.
2: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills,